In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Papa was a copper and a mama was a hippie. In Alabama, she was wearing a hammer. Price you gotta pay when you break the panorama. She never knew that there was anything more than poor. What in the world does your company take me for? Buddy, out of bar, make a big noise. Playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got spot on your face, you big disgrace. Kicking your child all over the place. Singing, we Louisiana, robbing on a bank in the state of Indiana. 
Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is your Friday episode. You guys, do you know what that means? Say it with me. You made it through a whole nother week. The second week of the new year. You are fully ensconced in 2023 at this point, for better or worse. And we're are we're gonna celebrate that. We are gonna celebrate that with an amazing show. We got some sad stuff to talk about. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, rest in peace. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, I want to mention the Summer House trailer, which we'll go more in depth in on Monday's Pop Culture Roundup. But very happy that it's back. And ooh, what a dramatic season! Ooh, I'd, what a sound I just made! Ooh, what a ooh. Uh, I watched the new episode of Miami, but today we're gonna be recapping. The fourth episode of Real Housewives of Miami, the current season, the fourth episode. Now, if you're like, Ryan, I don't even have Peacock. I don't even do. Well, first off, get Peacock. But if you don't, you don't need it because I'm going to take you through the entire episode. But I do think Peacock is very worth it. I, like, I am not paid by them at all. Peacock, if you're listening, I let me know if you need to know my checking information. Because I think Peacock is an amazing service, and I will shout it out until the day I'm I'm gone. But um so Miami, we're going to do the fourth episode. The three other episodes so far I've recapped on the main feed. You can go back and find them over the last couple of weeks, and I'm catching up. They released the ninth episode today, and I just finished watching that, and it was great. It has just been a really intense, good season because of the Lisa and Lenny stuff, but also because of the relationships with all the friends on that show, all the housewives. And what do you mean by this, Ryan? Well, I mean, if you want to compare it to Salt Lake City— Salt Lake City, you see where all these women are not friends. 
not even in a casual, like they seem like they actively dislike each other and it's unpleasant to watch. Uh, we, we finished out that season on Wednesday night and it was just, wow, what? Uh, and, and by the way, I'll talk about that a lot more next week. Cause I'll do a full recap. Uh, I had, uh, Brandy and Julie from the people's couch and, uh, they, they were on today. I talked to them and we go really into that as well. Cause I, I'm just kind of blown away that this is what happened. And then, oh, this ticks me off so much. You guys, it's like Jen made a post on Instagram a little bit ago and she posted herself all yassified, all glamour, glammed out with her. It looked like a wind machine was in there. I was like, did you pay for Beyonce's wind person to like wind out your hair? And it says dress rehearsal, dot, dot, dot. See you soon. Which means she granted Andy the interview because Andy told us earlier in the week that she was, he was hoping to go down there. And I'm like, girl, you're doing dress rehearsals. This ain't a victory lap, dude. Like, what don't you get? Well, I mean, what, honestly, what don't you get? This isn't a victory lap that we're supposed to be like, oh, fierce girl. Yes, give it. Girl, wear, wear sweatpants for all I care. Wear Old Navy's best, which, by the way, you know me. I'm an Old Navy man. Old Navy really has very affordable fall fashions, winter fashions, spring, summer, the whole gamut. But this is just so ridiculous. Just her glammed out. I'm just wondering how much that costs. And really, is you're like, well, maybe somebody donated. Somebody donated glam? Donated to the victims. Any money that should have been spent on this glam should have literally went to the victims and said. And that should have been her opening salvo. Is like, listen, I'm not even glam tonight because I realized the seriousness of what I did. And that money is going directly to the victims. But this bullshit, you kind of see with this little stunt, is that exactly how, why she's in the place she is right now. She, I mean, th- I, I see a person that has learned nothing. Learned nothing. I like, listen, I want you on the interview because first, I think you owe it to Andy and Bravo. But second, I want it because I want your actual explanation. And this just shows me we're not going to get shit. It's going to be the same bullshit I was telling you we got. We would get all. Se- it's just like there's no there's going to be no truth told. She just wants to look good. She is so into the image. Oh, and so into the TV and so into all the. It, it, it really is such a bummer. And it's got to be such a, another victimization of the victims and a slap in the face to them. I don't know. You guys don't have to agree with me too, which I think is awesome because everybody can have their own opinions. But in this, I'm just like, man, (laughs) you took this moment, which could have been like a really kind of powerful moment where we do see that you regret the shit that you put other people through, including your family. But instead it's just like, do I look fierce? Dress rehearsal, girl. There shouldn't even be a dress rehearsal. Just fucking get your makeup done that day. Uh, I don't know. I, you can call me unfeeling. You can call me cold, but I have a great deal of compassion for the victims. I have a great deal of compassion for, for people. I don't know, but this, I just don't have tons of compassion for. I have compassion for her family, but it seems like more and more that comes out. It seems like coach was probably more aware than anybody wants to believe. Um, so I don't know. I wanted to bring that up cause I was just like, Whoa, Wow. But also I am so down for that interview and I, she owes it to Bravo. Like if she gave it to somebody else besides Andy, I would be livid. Like I'm telling you, I get really protective of Bravo. 
<laughs> and also, we have an amazing show. On top of that recap of Salt Lake City, we have one of my favorite characters from one of my new favorite reality series, and that is Southern Hospitality. That is on Monday nights on Bravo. That is, it's all based around Leva's Republic bar. And I mean, it's a really nice bar, but Mikel Simmons um, uh, is going to be on today. He, we do a really fun 20 minute quick interview, but I want you guys to get into this show. Um, so the, we got like two more episodes remaining, but it is not too late to get into the show. It's an eight episode season, I believe. And I want this show to come back. I think we need to invest in these people. I do believe it. I do. I love him. And I love Grace Lily. I but I also like to I I like to see young people figuring out their lives. But Mikhail is just awesome. He's a really cool dude. I love his story. There is um just like he has a fascinating story because he's kind of caught between two worlds in this show. You know, is that he grew up very like his his parents are both pastors, and he is is also coming out, and that is such a that is so hard to worry about this whole other life with all these people that you love, your family members, and how they're going to look at you because of who you are. And we get to watch a little bit of that transformation or that him actually dealing with that in this show. But also on top of that, it's so much fun. It's like, it, it reminds me of Vanderpump Rules. So like the early seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly I say, but I do like, I'm kind of like, oh man, I wish there was more. I'm kind of already in that space where I'm like, oh, it's going to leave me wanting more, which is always a good sign with these shows. But what do I tell you about these shows on Bravo? We got to commit. This doesn't work. If we do not support these shows, just like married to medicine, that is my bad folks. That is my bad. I told you guys, that's one of my new year's resolutions for 2023. And they just announced that Phaedra Park's is going to be coming to Married to Medicine next season. What? Phaedra? If you are a member of the Patreon, you know I I interviewed uh, Phaedra last year, but she killed it on Ultimate Girls Trip. And I just really, she's like, how you doing? I put a yoni egg in me, and then I went on a date with a guy at Target. He told me he worshiped the devil. I just love the way she, I, I just think she made a complete comeback in the Ultimate Girls Trip, and we saw her also on Real Housewives of Dubai. But dude, if she's coming to Married to Medicine, we better all get on board. All of us. As a team, and we watch Married to Medicine. Now, it scares me because I know they have like nine seasons, but they're sh- all of those are like shortened seasons. So together, we can get through this. My mom has this app where she read the Bible in a year, and she's done that a couple times now. But I'm like, maybe we get a Married to Medicine app. We were all on it, and by the end of the year, we finish all of the seasons of Married to Medicine. Is that? It's like the Bible in a sense, isn't it? Um, Okay, so we have a packed show for you guys. Um, I've already am deep into the show. How are you guys though? I didn't get to ask. I hope you're well. I hope the week has treated you kindly. I, I and also if the week didn't treat you kindly, don't worry. You're at the weekend now. This is your time to 
recollect, regather, uh, and have fun, get rest, do all the things that you need to do to make sure on Monday we do this all over again, and we try to do it with a bit of a smile on our face. Now, after this, I'm going to go drive to Arizona to see Becky Bailey, my mom, and my dad, and my family, and and I'm excited to be there and, and really happy. And also, another thing I want to tell you guys, if you're a Patreon member, remember on Saturday we will be doing a live Patreon for an hour. All the information is, uh, I'll be putting that on my Instagram tomorrow. It's in the afternoon. Uh, but Maritza, Amy Field, we'll all be on that live Patreon. And so if you're a Patreon member, come join us, come have fun with us, but it will be available to Patreon members. Even if you are partying your balls off on a Saturday and you're like, you know what, this will be a good thing for me to watch on a Sunday. It'll be there for you then. So the Patreon members, and by the way, if you're not a Patreon member, go join, you can be a Patreon member. It's not like, it's not some like exclusive community. Like what is that bar where they take away your phones? Oh, Soho house. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go, but they take away your phones, I hear. And I was like, right then, anybody that takes away my phone, I'm kind of like, is it worth it? You know, (laughs) I don't don't need to be cool that bad. I'd rather have my phone. But they take away your phone at these like Soho House places. They did that one time. I went and saw Chris Rock in Vegas uh, last year, and they made me put my phone in this like, like a yonder pouch, I think they call it. And then they make you carry around the pouch. So you have your phone, but it's locked in this pouch. Like, so you're just carrying this thing that you're addicted to and you're shaking it in this pouch. And I remember Chris Rock didn't go on for like an hour. And I'm like, wow, these phones made it okay to wait at places. And now you're just like, well, how much more can I drink? And I think that's another reason why they do it. They're like, keep on drinking. You don't got your phone. Anywho. Uh, Come join us on Saturday. We'll have a lot of fun. Uh, We'll party together. Um, So a summer house preview. We'll we'll go into that more on Monday, but I do want to talk about it briefly. It's a great trailer. It's really, it doesn't look like summer's going to be fun (laughs) this year. Kyle always says summer's supposed to be fun. This doesn't look fun, but it looks good. You have Amanda crying. Lindsay and Danielle, we finally start to see the dissolution of their friendship, which we know has happened, but we didn't know why. And we're starting to see it. That's a hard one, man, because Danielle, we see her have a breakdown. Like, and Danielle even says, like, there's no coming back from this. Like, you know, there's no, and and it it hasn't happened since. It hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. And I just got to imagine it's tearing both parties up. Carl and Lindsay and Danielle. And I am so like, you know, it's like, I like these people so much. I'm scared to watch it fall apart. Like, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to watch this fall apart. And you know, Paige is all into it. Paige is like, hey, I hate Lindsay. Woo. And then Kyle's in there drunkenly saying that Carl doesn't do a lot for Loverboy. If he left, nobody would feel it. I'm like, damn, dude, that can't be true. Like, I don't want to know these hard truths about these people I love. Uh, Meditza is just texting me, is Miami tomorrow episode? And I'm going to say, yes, recording now, and you're a part of it. And now you're a part of it. It's a fun crew. Uh, Plus, Mikkel from Southern Hospitality. Um, So the Southern House trailer will go into more in depth, but it it was glad that it's out. You know, I'm kind of like, 
I'm kind of like one of those where you're just like, now we got to wait for the OC, which is probably coming next week. And then we can relax, or at least I can relax. Cause you're just waiting for these things. You're like, I got to post it on Instagram. Also Zoe one hundred one, which is a Nickelodeon show with Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears, whatever sister, I guess, uh, they announced they are doing a movie for Paramount plus, and it's very creative. It's called Zoe one Oh two. Uh, very creative name. And I made a post. We're doing more pop culture posts on the, uh, the show's Instagram. Make sure to go follow it. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. And I was like, is anybody here for this? And an overwhelming majority of people are like, we are not here for this. Also, you guys, I'm finally listening to the book. Um, what is it? The Jeanette McCurdy book. Um, I'm happy my mom is it's a really dark title, and I didn't even think how dark. Uh, oh, I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy, who was uh, also a Nickelodeon cast member of another show. And it's a really great book. I'm like, I've got like 40% left of it, but it has been really great. She's a very unique person, and the story is just with her mom and showbiz and being this child star. It's really, really interesting. I really recommend it. Also, I wanted to recommend another thing on Peacock. I keep mentioning Peacock, but I started watching this Paul T. Goldman, which is a it's kind of a comedy. It's like a hybrid. If you saw Nathan Felder's The Rehearsal on HBO Max, it's it's a little bit like there's there's aspects of it because it's this guy's real life story that he wrote a book about and they cast him because he wrote a screenplay of this book, which is kind of a ridiculous book about, uh, you know, he says he was married to somebody who was trying to get his money, which they were. But he also then says he discovered this uh, worldwide prostitution ring. And as you get further into the series, you kind of see how that. So you see this guy and he's just kind of this happy-go-lucky dude that I, it's so hard to describe. I've been trying to think how to describe it, and I don't know how. And I think that's kind of a compliment because I want more things as as you get older and as you watch so many of these things, you see so much, so much the same of everything, right? But this show, Paul T. Goldman, it's like you really can't put it into a box. And sometimes I think it completely fails, and sometimes it, it reaches the highest highs. It's directed by Jason Woliner. Wolliner, who actually directed episodes of Nathan for You with Nathan Felder and Borat, the sequel uh, that came out a couple of years ago. And he's really one of my favorite comedy directors or up and coming comedy directors. Seth Rogen produced it and uh, his producing partner. But it's really interesting. So if you're looking for something that'll make you laugh or if you had a couple drinks and be like, what is this? And, you, you know, if you're looking to just stupid laugh, that might be the thing for you. But check it out, you see. Okay, before we get into the Miami and Mikkel, uh, I wanted to talk about Lisa Marie Presley. She is untimely, pa passed away at, at the untimely age, or the unt I'm not saying this correctly already, but she passed away at 54. I mean, that is so young. That I, 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 I'm just blown away. We had gotten news earlier today that she had suffered a, a heart attack and they had to put her into a coma to try to reset, you know, to, to get her back to normal. And it, it seemed like things were going to be okay. And then everybody got push alerts around, you know, what, like 6.30, 7 o'clock tonight that she didn't make it, that she died. She died from this heart attack. And Lisa Marie Presley, of course, uh, is the daughter of Elvis Presley. 
And she was just at the Golden Globes on Tuesday night, you guys. This is Thursday night. Two days ago, she was with Austin Butler and her mom, Priscilla Presley, at the table for Elvis. And Austin Bus- Butler won uh, for Best Actor. And, uh, and she died two days later. Now, Lisa Marie Presley, there are so many things uh, that, you know, like for me, for my generation, I guess, one of the big things we remember about her is that she married Michael Jackson. And they came out at one of the MTV Music Awards to announce the pairing. And that was such a bizarre moment. And of course, that marriage did not last. But it was a very bizarre moment to have the king of pop marry the daughter of Elvis Presley. And that was like you were kind of hit over the head with that pop culture nugget. But Lisa Marie Presley also has suffered many tragedies. Her dad's untimely death, of course. Uh, but her own son passed away a couple of years ago uh, with very bad circumstances. And uh, her other daughter, Riley Keough, is is uh, still alive. She's married uh, to uh, supposedly a very good man who they met. Uh, her and her husband met on the set of Mad Max Fury Road, which if you guys saw that like five or six years ago, blew me the fuck away. But man, it is weird because, you know, Elvis means so much to American culture. And also, you know, for you young kids, I don't know really what he means. Maybe this Austin Butler movie, you know, did something for people, which by the way, it's so interesting to think about this guy. I watched the movie, I think I told you guys a couple months ago when it got on HBO Max, and Tom Hanks is pretty much left out of the Elvis publicity materials now because Colonel Parker, who he played in the film, the makeup design was so bad to me where it completely, it was just like, what is Tom Hanks doing? And why is that makeup so bad? Um, it was just so weird. But anyways, but you at the same time, it was a good movie and Austin Butler was amazing in it. So I was very conflicted with the whole thing. Like there was like just I mean, and Boz Lerman, the director, is just kind of a genius or in his own lane, which is really something. But Elvis meant so much to my parents to, you know, like a lot of people have such memories of Elvis still. And I wonder how that passes down to the youth, but they all remember Lisa Marie Presley as Elvis's daughter. Remember, like, he was one of the first rock gods out there that got that kind of notoriety. And there was so much tragedy in his life, and it's so sad that the tragedy seems to continue. Now, listen, as we all get older, we're all having tragedies in our life, right? Like, we're all having these horrible moments. Um, but this is just, this just seems bad. This just seems awful. This just seems really sad. And especially two days after we saw her at the Golden Globes. Um, I don't know what caused the heart attack. I'm sure more things will come out as, as, as time passes. Um, and we'll deal with that when that information is available. So I'm not going to talk about any kind of presumptions or anything like that. Uh, they do say someone administered epinephrine epinephrine at the scene, which is usually to revive somebody that has had a heart attack or kind of an allergic reaction to something. Uh, her ex-husband was there at the time, um, and they tried to revive her, and, and they really did think 
that they that she was going to pull through. But uh, her mother, Priscilla, who was at her daughter's side, said in a statement, it is with a heavy heart that I must share the devastating news that my beautiful daughter, Lisa Marie, has left us. She was the most passionate, strong and loving woman I have ever known. We ask for privacy as we try to deal with this profound loss. Thank you for the love and prayers. At this time, there will be no further comment. And uh, I just don't, you know, I I do imagine, like, listen, I think Austin Butler was already going to be nominated for an Oscar. Now I think he might actually win an Oscar. And I don't mean that in kind of some kind of shitty way of like, oh, this will put it over the top. But, But do think about the pop culture. Do think about how these things is that you're always looking for a story. You're always looking to get somebody emotionally invested in a performance. And this, if people haven't seen Elvis, I mean, like this, this really gets you there. And I do, I mean, like Austin Butler, I mean, he was so method with this stuff. I mean, he's still talking like Elvis for the love of God. I wonder what his thoughts are right now. He just shared a night with them two nights ago. Um, But we'll probably go a little more into Lisa Marie Presley's life next week because there are so many little weird instances, which I'm sure will happen anytime you are the daughter of Elvis Presley. But anyways, uh, rest in peace, Lisa Marie Presley, um, obviously gone too soon. Okay. 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 We're going to put that aside. We're going to go back to laughter. We're going to go back to fun. We're going to go back to our guest. Now I, I really genuinely, once again, I love this dude, Mikkel Simmons, which you can find him on Instagram at M I K E L S I M M O N S. He is, uh, you know, he's VIP, does VIP at these clubs. But we see him at the beginning of the season where he is in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you can watch all of these shows streaming on any on demand. You can watch this on the Bravo app. You can watch this everywhere. But I'm telling you to watch it. You already know Leva from Southern Charm. But Leva, we get to see the different side of her on these this show. She's in more of the Lisa Vanderpump role. I'm trying to explain it in terms that everybody knows. But I support, like, I want to support, like, Bravo, and I want to support these kids. But I actually are, I'm really entertained by this show. So I want you guys to check it out. And I don't mean just one episode. I mean, I kind of mean the whole season. But, like, try two or three. By the third, I think you will be hooked. And I think you'll actually really enjoy it. And consider it homework, but the kind of homework that you realize you love once you start doing it, if that makes sense. But anyways, uh, let's get to the interview. Mikkel Simmons from the Bravo show on Monday nights, Southern Hospitality. Recording stopped. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today, we have somebody that I need you to pay attention to and a show that I need you to pay attention to. This is, we're six episodes in as of Monday night and I need everybody to jump on board because we got two episodes left in the first season and I need this show to come back. Personally, I need this show to come back because I have an excitement about this show that I haven't had since Vanderpump Rules season one, season two, season three. And I think there is so much room to grow with this show. And we have one of the breakout characters of this show with us today, Mikkel Simmons. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys? How are you? I'm good, man. I how is it being referred to as a character when you are just you? Um, I mean, I'm a character some days of my time. My mom, my mom would say that, <laughs> but okay, I was being a character separates my life. So yeah. Um, <laughs> So you uh, started off at Republic, uh, you know, being a VIP, like selling tables, uh, doing yeah. events, things like that, right? Yes, yes. 
And we see at the beginning of the season, not to get too much away, but you guys probably have already seen it. But if not, you have to go back to being a bar back, really. You were you were promoting other clubs. Is that correct? No, I was promoting. Listen, so no. (laughs) (laughs) The key is the reality of what it is that no, I got an opportunity to actually promote a magazine launch. So I was at another club. I wasn't promoting the other club. Plus, I'm friends with the owners. Those owners are like one of my good friends. So, well, I didn't see it. Mikel, I was on your Instagram today, which you guys all have to go. You you all have to go follow him. But I got so scared because on your stories today, you were promoting first place premium sports pub. And I was like, oh, Oh, no. But it turns out, it turns out, you guys, that is one of Leva and her husband's uh, clubs because they have a stranglehold on Charleston in the bar and club scene, right? Yes, we have four four establishments. We have May Sue Bourbon Bubbles, First Place in Republic, Garden Lounge. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh good. I I went and went down the rabbit hole and found. I was like, oh thank God, he's promoting the right places. Yes, but listen, the hardest part about it is when I'm friends with a lot of the owners, a lot of the owners down here. So come kind of like, I'm swearing my friends if I get the the little controversy of you know. So um, it's fine. When were you approached to be on this show? And was there any trepidation? Because you are one of the people that are actually truly sharing their life in a very big way. And I think it's yeah. inspirational to a lot of uh, a lot of people watching. Were you did you have a lot of trepidation doing that? Um, I definitely had a very hard time just accepting the offer. It was very hard to like be like, damn, well, here you go. Here's my life, here's my story, here's what I have to share with people, and something that I've been Dealing with, dealing with myself personally was very hard thing to actually want to share with the world. So I remember I was in the car talking to Maddie. Maddie goes, hey, I know you're scared. I know it's something you may not want to do, but there's someone out there who's like five years old or six years old or 10 years old who's going to be dealing with the same thing you're dealing with. So why not yeah. do it? And so I kind of just took a leap of faith and said, you know what? I'm tired of living a double life. I'm tired of hiding who I am. So let's get this shit done, you know? And it really truly is one of those things that I thought like, man, this is really inspirational for people to see you face something like this. And also it gives the show such a uh, a really good foundation, which it's yeah. more than just, you know, young people partying and, you know, at a bar, which we love. You actually have a real story. Both of your parents are pastors. You say, you know, they're you're Michael to them and Mikel over here. And it's like this kind of double yeah. personality. But you really handle it so gracefully. Uh, was Great filming, cool. though insane was it scary every day to go in front of the cameras oh my gosh so honestly it wasn't really the cameras it was the cast <laughs> like it was just like doing <laughs> the entire cast there was so many big personalities so many fake uh, it was just so many, it was so and much you're a big personality yourself i am i'm more tame and more little real i'll say so i'm not you know being a fake ass <laughs> i'm actually being genuine most of the time so you know it's kind of hard dealing with people who kind of just don't like it for no reason every single day but the, the the camera crew, the whole entire production company, I love them. They were like my favorite part about the entire experience. But it was hard with them every day, like arguing. Like I argued almost every day for a couple of weeks, and so that like, your mental health is like very, very straining. So, well, uh, I need you to, I need you to stay in it. I need you to, if I, I, to fight, I need you, <laughs> I need say, you in I'm for season leaving, two if they have it. I'm not leaving until they put me on pods. Will be okay. So, <laughs> you're not <laughs> at Dorinda's level. Yeah, you're, you're almost there. You're, um, uh, can you take us through? Is it is it like Lisa Vanderpump? So, you know, in here in LA, we have Sir Pump, all of these places, all in the same block. Is it the same thing with uh, Bourbon and Bubbles and Republic yeah. and things like that? So the entire, so all of our restaurants are in one little like, like hub of things. So you can like, you go next door is Main Street, you go next door is Bourbon Bubbles, go next door is First Place. Then you walk down the street, Levin's condos directly across from Republic. 
So it's like everything is like a triangle. So you go boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get involved in the first place? Because you got involved before there was a TV show there. What was yes. the path that led you to doing what you do even off camera? So I left working for a church for six years. And so I kind of was just like looking for something new. And it was my birthday that I was expecting to see Grace Lily at the front door, but she was in Tulum at the time. And Maddie was like, hey, we'll give you a discount. Well, like, you know, a lot of dollars. So I came inside, popped bottles, and um, I did the VIP service and stuff. And I remember I got another DM saying, hey, you know, you have like 15,000 followers on Instagram or something like that. And then like, you want to come in and spend more money, whatever. So I ended up like selling out their VIP section one random Thursday night with my friends. And I got the job offered from Leva and Maddie. So yeah, it was I like, I was like, was... came off this, yeah, like, no, I was just to explain to the people listening how bottle service works, if you're, you know, a little past your club days, is that usually to get a good table at these places, these hot clubs on a Saturday night, you'll sell bottles to reserve a table, like three bottles, well, four bottles, things like that, right? So it's really more of like a VIP experience. So you're getting the VIP experience. So that's what really what we're selling is the entire experience of multiple things. It can involve food, it can involve, you know, someone you like so you being someone nice and cool it's like just it's a very different vibe of just like your normal bottle service in la or in like miami it's more of just like we're selling you an entire experience so you may get free food you may get some laughs you may get some bubbles you may get some poppers you may get, it's, you get all the things you know <laughs> so it's a vip experience um were you there this weekend were you were you are you coming off a club weekend i was not there this weekend i was at my friend's birthday party but okay. i uh but I am there usually every weekend. So, yeah. Um, so uh, the process of filming and actually sharing your life and opening it yeah. up and then all of these relationships, we, you know, I liked you, especially because, you know, you were having scenes with Grace Lily. You were having scenes with Maddie. Uh, the guys are very interesting because in the first episode, they're all out in the yard bodybuilding and you are completely left. But I think that's actually good because who wants to lift cinder blocks over their head? Listen, I would rather buy my body than to work it out. So if I can <laughs> swap a car, get a little body sculpture, you know, I'm like, I'd rather not sweat. But you know, you know, it's so funny that it's, I was on Twitter, it's honestly the artists are guys in the classroom are the most catty. They're very catty. They're very. Oh my shady. god! They're, very, they're the and I'm they're like, the most emotional. They're the most emotional. Watching and they're this. straight. Well, some of them are, but <laughs> well, it's like, dang, like I'm the most catty of them all. <laughs> um, how intimidating is Leva in real life? We know her from Southern Charm, and now we know her in a kind of a different capacity than Southern Charm. But what is it like working with her? Is she very intimidating? She seems like she loves all of you, but it's a very hard love at times. I think the thing with Leva, I think there's just I I feel she does with a hard time separating like us as her kids, which were adults, but she does call her, call us her kids for some other reason. I have no idea why. But uh, the thing of like where, okay, if we're where I work, where I work, but you can't really get involved in our personal lives, you know? So I know that she's like a mother figure, but I think sometimes we have to figure out, okay, how much do I let you into my life? You know, it's like this weird yeah. boundary that I feel like we have crossed in a certain way. Um, you talk about Lamar actually taking a, sh a chance on you in yeah. one of the beginning episodes and that he was disappointed in you. Was that really hard for you to deal with having somebody it respected like that? It definitely was because, you know, being African-American South, it's like you rarely ever hear of a lot of influential black men who are doing the right thing, who are doing good things, who are making lots of money, who are very popular in their city. So it's kind of like, damn, like, I don't want to like bring us back in years. So we're like, you know, I'm messing up and now it's already reflecting on his business. And so it's kind of like, I get where that stands. Like my dad's very similar because I would never want to make like this up, honestly. Yeah, totally. Um, 
So I saw you post on your Instagram. I hate to keep going back to your Instagram, but you're fine. You ha- I love you it. Have it with, keep plugging me in. Keep plugging me in. You have it with TJ. Uh, you posted uh, 19 hours ago with TJ, and it said, bitch made to the end. What does that mean? Listen, bitch made to the end means, like, you know, we are good right now, but you're still a bitch at the end of the day. So because they have a great relationship in the show, you guys. <laughs> they, they fight, but then they actually start liking each other again you know, once you get further I- into the season. Hoping, I'm really hoping that our relationship stays the same. You know, I don't know, but as of right now, we're good, and I'm happy with that. That's what I'm leaving. So, are you able to tease anything that's going to be coming up in these next? I haven't seen tonight's episode, episode six, which will be out by oh, the yeah. time this airs this week. Is there a lot of insanity to come? Because I was trying to track the mid-season trailer <laughs> for what I've seen. So, what I will tell you is there's a lot of POV spills. I'm actually out of the drama. Praise the Lord. I'm taking the break for the next couple episodes and I get to breathe. You know, I've been doing my work. I've been doing my diligence. I've been sweating and making them, making them laugh and cry. But um, it's going to be a lot of separations, a lot of division, and a lot of pot stirring from the men of the show. But all I'll say is it's, it's people are going to hate each other. I'll tell you that much. And people are going to not like each other. But... As long as said, it's I, like it's, it's chaos. It's like it's like I, I need chaos. that. I need that. It's the um, entire season chaos. Okay, I'm going to ask you about your cast members. If you could tell me yeah. uh, whatever first thought comes to your mind, uh, Grace oh, Lily, who I love, I love Grace. I think she pops off screen just as much as you do. Um, what do you think about Grace Lily, or what comes to mind? I think Grace is an amazing individual for herself, not for others sometimes, but I think that you have to, <laughs> you have to know her and know that she's really genuine and loving. And so she's like a roller coaster, you know, there's some good days or some bad days. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a personality. Like you really, I just, the, the wavy baby and all of that stuff is just amazing. This girl. And the thing is like, I, like I'm not sitting because she's my friend, but I'm like, this girl's in the same exact way since I met her. Like this extraness, all this like. I love that though. I love that it's not like put on for the cameras. I love yeah, to not. Yeah, I've been to. dealing with it for years. So I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of being wavy. Tired of being wavy. I'm kind of just. I want to be stinky. I want to be like sitting in the sand and just like panning or something. Uh, Maddie, what what comes to mind? Oh, my best friend. I love her to death. That's my girl. That's my rock. That's my heart. When life was super super low for me, I was in a very very down mental space. She checked with me like once every week, and it was just amazing to have her support. Like she's in Tulum right now, but I might be at her house sleeping there. So yeah. What is with Tulum and these ladies? They love Tulum. That's where all that's where all the thoughts go to play. That's where all the holes and Instagram all go uh, to play at. <laughs> uh, Emmy and Will. Boring, but yeah. <laughs> also, how are we? I, like, I, I, you're all saying Will is a model. I don't think Will looks like a model to me. Hand bottle, <laughs> you know, only fans. I love Amy. Amy's carrying her boyfriend very well. I love that. Yeah, um, great. Uh, we've talked about TJ. What about Bradley? I love Brad's the big brother of the group, very just like wholesome, very in, in the middle of everything. So I love Brad. Uh, and and Joe, who's like all you guys, he's in love kind of with Maddie, but then he just made out with another character, which we didn't see, which upsets me. Uh, what do you think about Joe? So it's kind of funny. Like me, <laughs> last night I, got, I read, I got information about Joe regarding me. So right now, Joe's on my shit list right now. So Joe, wait, did honestly, he did he talk crap about you? He literally, we were at a restaurant and he walked in and he walked out and he told someone, "I don't want to hang out with Mikel." So, so Joe's a little two faced. I'll tell you that much. Okay, He's save little, it for the like, show. Save it for the second season. Save it for the second season. Okay, Lucia. 
I love, okay, Lucia, Lucia Pena. Lucia, uh, Lucia, sorry, sorry, Lucia. She is the mom of the group. Super fun, vibrant, full of life. I really, like, when I see this girl puts it down, like, she is the, she'll hold you, she, she got you, she got you. And she seems like a great mom, too. She is the best, oh my gosh, she's all about her son, all about her son. Um, and Mia, I love, Mia, I kind of went under the radar for me in the first episode, but now I love Mia every episode. Uh-oh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I, I will say, I, me, I'll say, me and me are very, we work very well together. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. You are perfect. Um, okay. So <laughs> you talk about coming from a club back, I mean, a church background to a club yeah. background. What are, is that a natural change? It seems like so different, but at the same time, was it more similar than people would expect? I went from praising God to shaking my ass. So kind of like, it was, a very, it was a very different experience. But honestly, but honestly. If we can find a way to meld the two, yeah. It was it, it was a very similar experience. The, the, the fact of all about community. So working in the club, it's like our community is very big, very huge. It was very hard going from being so like reserved to being like, okay, to kind of like let loose and let wild and stuff. So, I mean... I'm not really praising God in the club. I'm kind of praising my ass shaking and stuff like that. But I do miss working for the church. So I, I miss, I really hope we get to a place in the world where people who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community can still be pre- prevalent in their church, you know? And so, but I think you being well, you praises God too, you know? Like I think that and I is. Think I, and God, I see, I'm a person, when I pray, I'm like, God, like, you know, help me with these hoes. God, like, give me hoes away from me. God, like, <laughs> at this person, Jesus, they, they try me, like, what, what, this, God, this bitch did this to me today, God, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, Jesus, you tell me if I uh, shake with these hoes. Listen, that's, like, that's how I pray to my God. <laughs> um, you talk about on the episodes, though, I mean, we see that scene with your friend, Anthony, which was really awesome. Um, but you do talk about, like, has there been backlash from your family since the show started airing, not even filming, but airing? So only from a, like my aunt's husband, and he's like a pastor that every kind of me this thing of like, devil is a liar, bull crap, whatever. But my mom and dad, who are both pastors, who are both like Southern pastors, actually have been very, very well supporting me through this. And so my mom actually watched the show. I'm kind of mad about that. But I've been getting a lot of good support. You like one of my pastors from Seacoast reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, we're here for you. We love you. We care for you and stuff. So it's been a very interesting, like, I thought it was going to be this huge double whammy of like, you're going to hell. And blah, blah. And I'm like, they're like, all right, so let's get some most stuff. Let's get some drinks and hang out and talk. Everything's fine. So I've been hanging out with a lot of them more. I think a lot of them have been respecting my journey and being real because the thing about the church is I've learned that a lot of people fake their crap. And so they're going to church every Sunday morning and like puts their hands, but it's like, man, close or you're cheating on your wife or you're cheating on your Exactly. Husband. Yeah. Or it's like, so I'm like, I think guys are guys are better more respect to me because I'm like, hey, here's who I am, good or bad. You know, that loves everybody. Yeah. So that's um, people. <laughs> once once the sit start airing, did the are you guys on a, a cast text thread? Uh it sounds like probably not from some of the things you've said already, but were you have you guys been shocked at the response or have you guys been expecting like has there been any weird experiences since the show aired? Um, definitely a few clout chasing people. It's been very weird. People have been connecting with us. Like we do have a group chat. We all text each other and stuff. And so it's been a lot of like random DMs or like old people popping up in our lives. There's even like a scene where this like girl who's like used to be really, really well known in Charleston, who's like always trying to get behind the camera when we were filming. So we'd be like sitting <laughs> to each other, like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> like, what's what going on? So it's been, I mean, it's been interesting. It's new, it's different. But I think I have been learning how to enjoy it. I'm actually not as extra as I seem. I'm very much an intimate person. So 
being like grabbed and say, hey, we'll take a picture is kind of getting used to that. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I hope you like it because I want you to keep going. Um, So when if I went to uh, Republic, yes. I'm old. I have to drag like how much how many bottles do I got to get to get inside? Republic? So you need you need to get the VIP service package, which will give you, you know, a limited amount of wines and sparklers and champagnes and stuff like that. So, I mean, honestly, all you would need is one, you know, a good bottle and go to the bottle of space would be right, you know, <laughs> bring some bring some honeys with you and stuff like that. It's a nice VIP corner. So if you come in town, let us know. We'll take care of you. Seriously. Okay, cool. I, I do want to come because I want to go to, then I want to go get pillows at Sewing Down South. I want to get the whole Charleston yes. experience. Um, the whole thing. Okay, so you said if second season happens, you are in. Uh, have you gotten any dates from the show? Because people, is that clout chasing or is anybody like hit on you now that you're actually on TV? <laughs> Come on, there has to be, there has to be. Uh, there has been one person that they will not get to mention the name of that. It was so interesting because they told my friend that they were like, oh, I'm straight. I've been, that's been a lot of things, the whole like fake straight BS. But then, like, proceeded to kiss me in the club. It's weird. So I have had one bad day, which ruined – it was horrible. But there's a few people that I've been talking to before the show that kind of – they're still around, you know? And- yeah. Well, we've got two yeah. more episodes, you guys. I need you to hop on board. This yes. is such an easy rewatch. Um, I'm going to walk you through the season after this interview on this podcast right now, but it is so worth it to go back and check and you got to support Bravo. And this is like really well done. And you are a character and a person that I think we root for. So I was so excited to get to talk to you, especially because you really stand out. Um, Thank you so much. But please, you guys, Southern Hospitality, I'm going to put all of his information. So go follow him on Instagram, do all the things. But you got we got two more episodes to keep supporting. Um, But I hope you'll come back when the second season uh, starts. Listen, I hope to be back. And you know what? I'll be there. And I'm going to save up for my Ace of Spades bottle, too, and I'll see you in Charleston. Yes, listen, I'll give you a discount. I got you. I got you. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't he great? Uh, Check out Southern Hospitality. I think he does a kick-ass job. I think the cast has a lot of great people in it. Think you'll really dig it. Okay. Now we are moving on to Real Housewives of Miami, the show that is breathing life into Housewives again. I think this is just a a top-shelf show that is put over on Peacock. But if you don't have Peacock, I'm going to walk you through the episode. But I really, once again, think you need to get Peacock because this show is really just so glossy. I hate to say glamorous because I'm a dude, but it's glamorous. The ladies actually have real relationships and you can feel that. Also, by the way, I just wanted to shout out that this is on YouTube as well. If you have not, go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to watch this I'm not going to say beautiful face, but if you want to watch a face talk to you directly in a camera lens, this is the YouTube channel for you. Also, shout out to everybody that is over here that watched me on Up and Adam Live every week, uh, recapping those Salt Lake episodes or talking about those Salt Lake episodes. Uh, We did another one today, and I think Up and Adam's audience is just... They're awesome. That comment section is on fire. That's another word that an old man shouldn't say on fire, but it really is. It's so fun reading the comments on his lives, but come over and check out our YouTube and, and, and join it and like it and smash that button, all the smashes, all the likes, all that stuff. Uh, but I love Adam Newell up and Adam live. I love his husband. I love his dude. Not I love his dude. I love their podcast, hot, messy podcast. 
Love all around. Okay, Real Housewives of Miami, like I told you before, all three other recaps I've done so far are on the main feed, so you can go back and listen at any point you want to. And I think that's like, you can listen to these at any point. You can listen to all, you know, whatever the season is going to be, which I think 16 episodes, which is more than Miami. I mean, more than Salt Lake, by the way. Um, you can listen to them all at once if you want. You can just travel around the country listening to Miami, Miami recaps. This episode is entitled Hot Mike in Miami. And that is, of course, because Lenny Hochstein, Lenny the Devil Hochstein, Lenny Boob Dork Hochstein, is uh, he's on a hot mic moment at the end. These mics, man. Whoever invented the mic, uh, it's pretty... Pretty, uh, pretty good invention. Not because of the mic itself, but just because hot mics. That's all. You, any moment that you know from what was that? The Jinx on HBO, where the guy was like, "Of course, I murdered all those people." When he was in the bathroom because he had his mic on, and the audio person caught it. I read a book about HBO, you guys, and that moment, the sound person didn't even catch that until weeks later, when they were going back through the audio because you don't usually listen, you know, when people are on breaks and then they went back and they were listening to it. And the guy said that he killed all of these people and it kind of broke back open that case. So the show description that Peacock gives us is Julia worries. Martina, her, his, uh, her wife may leave her. Wow. That is a really powerful opening sentence. Uh, Lisa Hochstein hosts a pool party where Lenny shares his true intentions and listen, if you didn't know anything and you read that, like shares his true intentions, it almost sounds like he wants to remarry her. But unfor- uh, just spoiler alert, he does not want to remarry her at all. Like just, I mean, not let's just get that out of your head if you're not watching this show. Now, the Miami Housewives does this interesting thing I talked about in last recap was that they will tell you at the beginning, instead of like scenes from previous episodes, they'll be on this episode and they'll show you clips from that week's episode to get you into it. And I fucking love it. I think it's great because it, first off, it doesn't make fun of the audience's memory in any way. It says, yo, you know what's going on right now. We're going to show you what's going to happen tonight. And they kind of tease the scenes. And so the big scenes, uh, you got Martina and Julia, where Julia is telling Martina she's bored. You got uh, Lisa telling somebody, me and Lenny, we're in an up phase right now. And I'm like, girl, you are not in an up phase right now. Then we see that hot mic moment with Lenny where he's like, no, no, nobody knows. No, no. The way he says no, 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 nobody knows. No, no. It kind of sounds like Al Pacino. No, no, nobody knows. And he doesn't really even have an accent, but when he goes in a lower register, no, no, nobody knows. No. Um, <laughs> so we do the opening and the housewives taglines. And I love Lars's is like, you can hate all you want. I would hate me too. <laughs> By the way, news came out this week that Larza and Michael Jordan's son, which he has a name, but I will refer to him only as Michael Jordan's son. Uh, they're officially a couple after, you know, months of saying they're just friends. He has finally gotten past the friend zone with Larza Pippen. But I'm telling you, man. Now, somebody wrote me 
And I've got to look into this. I want to do a deep dive on Larza. If somebody wants to do a deep dive with me, if somebody wants to take down a bunch of notes, because I really, because people like this, this one lady wrote me an interesting thing of like, she tried so hard with Scotty and I want to get more information about all of that or remind myself because I'm sure I read about it at some point, but I'm still telling you, this is pretty brutal. Like that's like if Scotty went to like, like a third cousin of Larza's or something. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody personal. That's just weird, man. Scotty and Michael Jordan were like Batman and Robin, but probably paid better. And, and then she's dating Michael Jordan's son. Like she talks about in this episode that it's hard to find a guy, but it can't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so hard that you're dating Michael Jordan's son. Like, how is that going to be at family gatherings? Like, what is Christmas going to look like at the Jordans? I'm like, Dad, you know Larza. Yeah, I know Larza. Hey, Larza. How are you? Remember me? I played with Scotty on the Bulls. We won all those championships. Kind of paid for your lifestyle for I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, I'm a dude and that would be messed up. Like I would, that would eat away at me till the end of time. It just would. And then how do you explain to the kids, the kids you have with Scotty, are they like, they're cool with it? They're like, uncle Michael, you're dating his son. <laughs> These are just things I'm thinking about, but man, I got to tell you though, I love Lars's this season. All of the, even that, like, this is why it's a good housewife show. Even things that I don't agree with, I still respect all of the ladies. That's big for me, you guys. That's called growth, but it's also called good casting. I'm looking at you, Salt Lake City. It's good casting all the way around. Um, so we open on the ocean, as we always do on Real Housewives of Miami. We see Miami. The sun is shining. And we do that thing with all the Housewives show where we kind of like pan with all the Housewives what they're doing. So we're in Gertie's closet with her son, Liam. She's packing for New York. We cut to uh, Nicole in a Bentley. She's like, hello, Anthony. I'm picking up Gregory from school. I have five patients today. It's a 24-hour shift. And she's, you know, in that beautiful Bentley. We cut to Larza. She's on the phone with Stacy, a bakery owner. But not just a bakery owner, a dog bakery owner and uh of course larza is planning a birthday party for her dog king and there's gonna be about 10 to 15 dogs so we're we're talking a lot of vuv a lot of crystal baller no but they're gonna make cupcakes for the dog so then we cut to marisol and she is facetiming with lisa or lisa is at her place and she's facetiming with marisol marisol's in like really dark glasses and red lipsticks he's like hey what's going on Like, like i can't see a cocky what she calls a cocktail, and I fucking hate saying cocky. I hate it. I don't even like people that are cocky. But then to call your drink a cocky, I just it's like it's like caca caca poo poo. Um, and uh, Lisa's like, I wanted to confirm that you got the invitation for the party on Saturday, and and Marisol's like, No, I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago, girl. In a talking head, Marisol's like, if I had a dollar for every party I was invited to, Jeff Bezos, move over. Marisol is so loose in her talking heads, and I think that is attributed to the cocky. But once again, I always say, each episode, she turns more and more into her mother. And Mama Elsa, we love you. 
We honor you. We speak your name. I mean that as a compliment. Uh, and Marisol's like, I cannot be everywhere, girl. And Lisa says, well, it should be a good vibes party. She's calling it, she keeps calling it a good vibes party. Anytime you name a party, it's going to be a disaster potentially. That's just, I don't really ever throw parties, but I'm just gleaning from other parties that I've seen. Uh, we cut to Martina in the kitchen uh, with her and her wife, Julia, and she is massaging eggs. Remember that uh, Julia has a huge farm with a lot of chickens and they produce a lot of eggs out of that farm, which she then takes and sells to organic uh, grocery stores, I guess. So uh, parrots all around. There's a whole scene happening there. And Julia comes in in a talking head. Julia's like, Life in the new house, I just, uh, it's just, uh, uh, it's terrific. She goes, it's just terrific, uh, kind of. You can tell she's troubled. And Martina, she keeps asking Martina to get a duck egg in the scene. And Martina's like, is this a duck egg? I don't know. The house that they built, they had been building it for four years. They finally moved into it. It was Martina's dream. Uh, Martina designed all the rooms, and she wanted it a certain way. And we see in a flashback where... Julia's like, this will be the trophy room. And Martina's like, no, it's going to be books, books. And then Martina's like, no, this will be a pool table. Also, I do want to say Martina is battling cancer right now. This lady truly does seem like a warrior. And she is before my time a little bit, but everybody knows Martina. I'm not even a tennis dude, and I knew Martina. And I will say, everything that I've read about this woman in terms of like people, they are like, you are amazing. They, she has such a good reputation, it seems like, where there is so much goodwill out there for her. So, man, I'm so, so, like, she does seem like a warrior, man. Like, you can't, like, I want to be, if when, when shit, when, when I finally get whatever, you know, like, I want to be like Martina. Um, so we uh, get back to a talking head and Julie's like, living in Miami Beach, it wasn't what I asked for because she wants her kids around her farm. She's like, we have all these bedrooms now, but no kids. <laughs> By the way, she doesn't sound anything like that. Like, no kids. <laughs> I don't want to be just in the house with Martina herself. They've been together 14 years, you guys. Julia tells Martina, you know me, I can't ever make a decision because they're going through different eggs. But also, be wary of people that can't make decisions. I can't make decisions. I don't recommend me to anyone. Uh, Martina goes, oh, vey, oy vey. Martina's always grumpy, but she's kind of that lovable grump, you know? Like, she's not like a scary, creepy grump. Those grumps exist, but she's kind of like, oy vey. But I'm kind of like, oh, Martina. You know, she belongs on like a sitcom. It's like an like an overburdened dad that's like judging kids, like ah, get off my lawn. I'm Martina. <laughs> that's what the show will be called. I'm Martina, and she's not gonna have, <laughs> she's gonna have a Texas accent. Um, so Julia's daughter's Victoria, twenty, is at the University of Georgia, and then Ebba, who is fifteen, she's living in Paris with her papa for this year of high school. And so Julia lets us know, I totally don't know how to deal with it. It makes my days and nights lonely. And Julia asks Martina to, can you skip a day of work, Martina? You And Martina's like, you know I can't do that. Come on. And he's like, she's like, when's your daughter coming? And she, I, I will say this. 
Julia made it seem like at the beginning of the season, she was always at the farm, like 12, 14 hours a day. So like, I don't get it. Like who's taking, who's collecting the eggs when Mar- when, when Julia's over at the home complaining about being there? Like, is there days where those chickens are just like left to their own devices and Julia comes back and there's like double the eggs? She's like, oh, I haven't been there in a week. So many eggs and also so much poop. Um, But she's saying like, she tells Martina, because Martina asks her, what's on your mind? You can't even eat. And she's like, I'm bored. I'm bored here, but I'm doing it out of love for you. Which is always weird to put your partner in. Like, I'm doing this for you. It's a hard thing, man. The fact that we ever get together at all as humans is wild. Because think about how many feelings and emotions we go through. Think about the people that are independent. Like, you have to find somebody that's okay with that person being independent. And then you need to find somebody that, you know, like, but then we're all different types of people. We're all different types of Legos, you know? And the fact that we fit together, but we don't fit together always. Sometimes, like, a chip, a part of us breaks off or we get disconnected and then, like, Lenny and Lisa happen. Even though I will not even dignify Lenny being in a Lego. He doesn't get to be a Lego. Um, so Martina's like, well, what are you doing? Doing what? And she's like, I'm sitting here being out with my animals. I'm not nagging you about moving to the farm. I moved to Miami Beach. You know, you travel all the time, Martina. I'm always alone. And Martina's like, the girls aren't here. It's difficult for you. And Julia says, my daughters are not here. Uh, she says, one year earlier, Emma leaving... Uh, we get a flashback of that, and and she's like telling Emma, like you're going to Paris, but ble- you you better promise me you're going to do the next year of high school here. And Martina's like, that's life. You want them to go away, your kids, but then you you want them here too, and that's really tough advice to hear. But also remember, Martina, they've been together for 14 years, so those kids, Martina has watched them grow up as well. And Julia's like, I can't put my roots here in this house. And Martina's like, you want the kids to be rooted. That's the problem. But they're not coming back. They're not coming back, Julia. In a talking head, Julia's like, you cannot keep them with you. But it doesn't mean it's not heartbreakingly hard. You have to live it to understand how lonely it gets, Julia says. And man, I do. Like that, this is what I'm talking about. That's a fucking real statement. Those are real feelings. This is how this show works because that's a real thing. Like I might be like, come on, Julia, get over it. But you're like, this lady feels this lady has something going on. There is an inner life in her that is away from just what she's wearing, what makeup she has on and who she's hooking up with. It's a nice change of pace. So Julia says, so why am I feeling like that? You know, like I don't want you to ask me to have dinner for two here. And Martina says, well, I... I don't do it. And Julia's like, do it for other people. We can do it when there's four people, but just me and you. And I was like, oh, that would hurt. As Julia's partner to be like, you don't want to have just dinner, me and you. In a talking head, Julia says, my heart aches. And we're seeing a flashback of Martina and Julia and all these old pictures of them and the kids. And Julia's like, well, the restaurant, me and the kids and Martina, that we had brunch every Sunday. When I drive by it, I look at the table and I see all four of us sitting there. I know that's in the past. Instead of looking at the place with sweet memories, they're so bittersweet. It just brings me pain every time. And it shows you how we look at things, right? It's perspective. It's context. It's how we choose. Like, I always look, I, I'm silly and stupid and silly, stupid, funny. 
uh, to myself. And like, but I look at everything with these kind of sad tinged rose colored, not rose colored, but like I look through everything with a prism of sadness, like things will just break me up little things, things that would maybe not even register on anybody else's scale. But I'll see them and I'll be like, Oh, that, heart, that breaks my heart. That hurt that break. Oh my God. And I'll, I'll put myself in that person's place. And it's really fucking hard. And I understand this. But it's also perspective because another person could go and look at that brunch place and be like, oh, I love, oh my God, I'm so happy I did that. I'm so happy I had all of those Sundays and brunch there with my family. Oh my God. It's not unlike Cody from Sister Wives in this this most recent uh, reunion. He goes, I'm looking at my life a lot in the rear view lately. I'm, I always used to be a future forward thinking guy. And now I'm looking back going, oh, I miss those days. When I had multiple wives, ah, <laughs> oh, sister wives, I love you. Um, so Julia is like, we have to pretend, you know. I, I, you know, don't ask me for dinner for two anymore, Martina. And Martina's like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? We cut to the beach, sandy waters, a bird flying. They're setting up for Lars's dog party. It's King's birthday, her dog, and it is like a wedding, folks. There's dog treats everywhere. There's a huge signage, because I don't even know if dogs can read, which I'm like, can you teach dogs to read? Like, we wouldn't get verbal communication that it works, but, like, if you sat there and, like, sounded out things to your dog and they got it, you're opening a whole nother thing where you could just leave them with a good book when you go out and not worry about them. That's what I always, with my dog, I've always been like, man, tell me the shows you like. Because I will let you just binge a show. Like, my Brooklyn, I always like, tell me what shows you watch. Because when I leave, I will put on whatever you want. And I'll just do autoplay. So you can watch, just, you can bang out seasons of whatever show on Netflix you want. She would never answer me. It's just, it's a real tragedy. Anyways, this sign says, let's potty. And not party, but paw, P-A-W, because dogs have paws. So it's a nice little pun there. Let's potty. Uh, and I just kept thinking, oh my God, the amount of dog shit that's going to be on this beach, right? Uh, Jazz, her trainer is there, this uh, dude from LA that flies in to train Lars's dog. Uh, King is when one of those children, like hoop, like BMW, like kind of, but a big one, they put King in that car for fun. And uh, <laughs> Lars says, King is the man of my life. He's a lover. Who needs a man when you have a dog named King? I still to this day, I, I love Lars's tiny voice. And like, it just shows you tiny voices don't mean weak. I say that with Whitney on Salt Lake as well. We cut to uh, a Coco, Alexia's dog, coming in with Alexia. And they do these kind of cute little dog pictures like Coco. And Alexia, Alexia, by the way, is in a lot of denim. You always notice denim right off. You're like, oh. It's a lot of denim. Uh, Alex, Alexia in a talking head goes, I've never been to an animal's party. I only celebrate human beings party. Does King know we are celebrating him? <laughs> no. Give him a good bone. He's good. That is just a horrible Alexia. Um, I do want to tell you just a little diversion as we always do. So when I was married uh, to my ex and she, she's like the best dog mom ever. Like, right? Like, she really, truly is. It's one of those things like, wow, our dog is so well taken care of because of my ex. And uh, she would, you know, 
Brooklyn, our dog, would have a birthday party every year. Probably still does. I just don't probably get invited anymore. But she was this pre-COVID, pre, I mean, it was a long time ago, but every year it would be a different theme. And she would have it at her office. And so it would always be funny because I was working at the acting studio. So I would take off, you know, to come celebrate my dog's birthday for an hour. And, you know, like one year, I think it was even a surprise party. It was like, how are you going to surprise Brooklyn? But it was funny. Like they had all these like dog treats and like the employees would bring her gifts. But I just remember just like looking around. These employees are like, well, I guess we get free cupcakes. But, what? you know, like they just always like, hey, are you you guys OK with being here? Like It's just so funny. I mean, I in retrospect, you know, looking backwards, I, you know, it was actually really nice. Um, but it turns out Brooklyn... Brooklyn's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I don't know. It's fun. But anyway, so this was very normal to me. Now is my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, this podcast, So Bad It's Good, is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. Now, listen, we're into a new year, right? And I'll be honest with you. I have let, um, I have let certain parts of my mental health slip. I need to go back to therapy. I need to actually use BetterHelp once again. Because I feel like my best self when I do things that work on myself. And listen, I'm working out now with a trainer, but also I need somebody to work out my mind. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. We do all of these things, right? We do all these things to look good, you know, and to to dress ourselves well, <clears throat> to eat well, you know. But sometimes we don't take care of like our mind, our inside our head, which kind of dictates the whole life that we lead. But when you're at your best, you can do like great things, right? But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I, I felt like that the last couple weeks of the year, and there's a lot of things going on in life, in my life right now, in all of our lives, really. Um, but I really felt like I was going through some motions or just kind of like I was swept up in things. And I still felt like I was doing good work, but I felt disconnected from it, if that makes sense. And I was thinking in the shower before I, I came in here tonight, I was just like, it is so, our, our, everything's so fragile right now, I feel. Like everything could go in in a moment. And sometimes in the same hour, I can go from happy to sad to ecstatic to angry. There's so many emotions happening right now. Working with a therapist can help you get closer, though, to the best version of yourself or how to deal with all of these emotions that you have every day. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Um, I've I've done therapy at multiple points in my life. The tricky part, just to be honest with you, with therapy is that sometimes you feel like, well, I'm good now. Everything's good. Let's just keep it where it is. And I realized that just with exercise as well. Like I'm back at the gym this past week and it's, man, it hurt. It hurts so bad. And I was fearing it so much. And the same thing with therapy. I have that thing in my head still, even after all of these years of doing it, like, oh man, I'm scared to set up an appointment on BetterHelp. I'm scared to actually talk to my therapist and tell them what I'm feeling right now. And I don't know why that scares us. I don't know why. I'd rather just do a three hour podcast every day. 
but it is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. I mean, just being here in this world is potentially major drama, though. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, boom, flexible, boom, affordable, boom, and entirely online. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Now, that's a very important point, point right there. That's a great feature because sometimes you got to jive with your therapist. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Come on, you know how to spell help, you guys. BetterHelp.com slash SoBad. And I will put that uh, that in the show notes as well. Um, now, uh, this is great. We uh, we haven't uh, we haven't had this uh, sponsor in a while, and I'm very excited because uh, this really helps me out of a jam. Our next sponsor is HelloFresh. You know HelloFresh, but HelloFresh they don't even know this, but they are helping me out of a jam already in 2023 because I um, I made the bold statement to my parents that I was going to cook for them. I was going to cook for them. And uh, listen, uh, I got a uh, I got a box of HelloFresh coming to me, and they gave you all of these different options. Like I could I could pick all of like like veggies, fit and fun, like all of these different kinds. Like you could pick like it was so amazing. And I chose one, and that box is coming to me, and I'm gonna have a bunch of different meals that I get to prepare. And like how my parents' house is, it has this island, like a kitchen island, and then the like living room. It's like a tiny place, um, so I can be out there cooking. My mom can sit in her recliner chair. My dad can be out there and we can all chat while I am reading the HelloFresh directions because they take you through every step of the way. Um, listen, you've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is going to be there to help you achieve them. You skip the grocery store, which is huge because the grocery store, let's just say it can be annoying and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. What about that does not sound good? Like, honestly, it really is awesome because you eat well, you save money, you save time getting in the car, getting out, uh, going into the grocery store, coming back out, getting in the car, going back home, and then you got to cook. Um, so fast and fresh recipes, they have that as well. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays so Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Um, listen, it is one of those things that I think uh, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll just be honest with you. I won't. I'll just I'll eat whatever's there. The fact that they're going to have prepackaged meals that I can make and they're going to be 25% cheaper than takeout. Are you kidding me? The ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days so you know they're fresh. 
Um, so skip the snowy schlep to the grocery store, stock up on snacks, sides, desserts, and more at HelloFresh Market. You can also add these staples and sweets to your weekly order, and they'll arrive on your doorstep along with meals. Like, I love this. You got, I love to not see people and go to the grocery store. Like, this is everything I want. I truly, truly think that HelloFresh is going to be the way to start off your 2023 right. It is so easy. You can go to their website. You can pick out these meals. Like you said, you can add extras if you want. Um, and I got to tell you, I am going to be doing that this week. And when I tell you I am excited, that is so because I've done HelloFresh before and I flipping loved it. It was when I was married, though. So listen, that was like so long ago. And I'm so excited to do it again. But please do it with me. Share your experiences with me. I'm going to share my experiences with you. And uh, my mom will probably be watching over my shoulder telling me what I'm doing wrong. But I'm really excited to go on this journey with HelloFresh once again. So. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22. Um, and I'm going to put this in the show description as well. So HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so basically everybody at this dog party, it is getting going. Everybody is showing up. Uh, friends galore. Julia, by the way, kind of bucks the trend of the dog party and brings her goat. Um, if you have a goat, you gotta bring your goat. I mean, that is just, that is a rule of thumb that I think any good party, you know, you gotta bring the goat. Her goat's name is Elvis. So Larza says, the goat is just like Julia, aggressive. It's an aggressive goat. Very aggressive. 
Um, we, of course, get the plug that Larza is plugging is Halo, the GPS dog car, uh, dog collar that she is working on with Jazz. And Alexia and Natagna is like, I have to read the fine print. I should have known it was a business thing. Three, oh, three weeks earlier, you know, and they show all these flashbacks of every time Lars has done this at her new beginnings party. She's like, this is my party girl on the moon, moon Rosé. And then we get one year earlier of her showing her like, this is my line of sweatshirts. And then one year earlier, this is my line of jewelry. The price point starts at 300. Alexia is like, we get it. But why are you always making it about your business? Come on. Kiki comes in. Um, uh, we find out that... Uh, Annette's dog, who is a friend of Larza, she only wants fresh water, you guys. Larza and Julia talk, and, uh, you know, Larza's like, what are you up to, Julia? And Julia's like, well, I'm exploring the the past with getting back into modeling. Uh, Kiki introduced me to her agent, and it went very good, very nice. We get a flashback of that scene. Uh, Kiki comes in, humps Larza, as you do, as all good friends hump each other upon greeting. Uh, which, by the way, is refreshing because I don't like the standard housewife greeting of like, oh, my God, you look beautiful. Oh, my God. I would rather just somebody just hump somebody. And I'm like, good, switch it up. Adriana comes with her dog, Basquiat, in a baby Bjorn. Now, listen, this is ridiculous as well. But I will tell you, maybe I'll post a picture tomorrow, is I you, we had a baby Bjorn for Brooklyn. And I have a picture where I look miserable because I like to hike. And so Amory would get the, got this baby Bjorn and Brooklyn like didn't, I don't even think Brooklyn, you could tell Brooklyn didn't even like it, but it would be great. Cause people would be like, it's like, it's like when I push Brooklyn in the stroller too. And by the way, I have to push Brooklyn in the stroller. She has heart issues and she can only walk very little, but she likes to, you know, be out and see things. And she's a mover and a shaker. And, but people will look at those things and it'll be like, it's either like, oh my God, that's so funny. Or it'll be like, oh, that's disgusting. A baby Bjorn for a dog? A stroller for a dog? Are you kidding me? Are you, you're disgusting. Oh, that's what they say with their eyes. But sometimes you, you can just tell that it like puts people off just a hair. I love that Adriana named her dog Basquiat and the dog is dyed. Uh, the hair is dyed in certain places. Uh, Basquiat is trying to hump the other dogs. Awesome. All the dogs are eating treats. Adriana's like, do you know why dogs sniff butts? There is a gland where that stores everything about that specific dog. And it's like a file on that dog. You know, you smell it once, you know it forever. And I also feel my butt is the exact same way. You smell it once, it's going to haunt you. Like, it's going to get like, it's like, that is, that's Bailey. That is that guy. That, you know, that is a, that's a bad file. Um, and so Nicole and Gertie are coming in. Adriana's like, guys, get what? Get, get what? Get, I'm getting a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift. And, and I want your blessing on it, Larza. And Kiki in a tug and head was like, what? And she's like, Larza, do you want to come with me? And Adriana is laughing like, huh, Larza, do you want to come with me? And Larza is just like straight face, like, what the fuck is going on here? What? Because Adriana may, has made such a big deal about making fun of Larza's butt at the reunion, everything. Um... So Adriana's like, well, I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, a work done, but I'm being upfront about it. Is the way you should do it. In a talking head, we see uh, Adriana talking about Lars's butt from a previous episode. The astronauts can see you from the moon, Larza, with that big of an ass. 
Lars is just continually straight faced. And Lars is like, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And she's not, Lars just doesn't react. She's just like, you just don't know what she's thinking. She's dangerous. Um, in a talking head, Adriana's like, Larza, she said I had a fat... Oh, no, sorry. Larza says in a talking head, she said I had a fat ass, and now she wants it? It just it goes to show you, people hating on you, they actually want to be you. And Alexi's like, I'm in shock. She would say BBL, first of all. I mean, if she gets a BBL, first of all, she needs the legs, and she needs some thighs. She has those skinny legs. You know, she's going to tip over with that big ass. You know, it's going to be really fake, really bad. Adriana asks Larza again, Larza, I want you your permission. I want you there with me. And all the girls are like, why didn't you invite us? And Adriana's like, it's too many spoons. You know, too many spoons in one thing. I only want Adriana there. Adriana pulls Larza aside. And Larza said, you said so much about my ass. And we see the one year earlier from the reunion where, you know, Adriana's like, it looks so fake. And Larza's like, you want me to be part of this journey with you? And we see Adriana's dog peeing uh, on one of the presents, which is awesome. We cut to Lisa walking up with her dog and a friend. Uh, Larza says, well, good luck. Uh, Larza says, good luck with, um, I, you know, good luck with all that, the ass thing. I think I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And Larza's just really confused. Lisa says, hey, Larza, happy birthday to your dog. Larza in a talking head goes, I invited Lisa because I love her. Now, remember, Larza and Lisa have been at odds because of mortgages, because of home mortgages, kind of. Uh, Larza says, do people... Um, know that you you got your teeth done it's like a really off comment and this is very larza where she'll do this kind of biting comment but she'll say it with this mind. do people know you got your teeth done like it's very harmless but at the same time she's trying to do harm and lisa's like well maybe they do but they don't say anything <laughs> and larza in a talking head's like i want to get to a better place with lisa i do now the goat is uh julia's goats just ramming other dogs just full out ramming this is like i don't know if this beach is goat friendly um adriana now is flirting with jazz the dog trainer and he's like, yeah, if you never need some help, let me know. And she's like, I do. Basquiat is peeing all over the place, all over my vagina. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, Leo is Lisa's dog. Lisa said, oh, you guys, yesterday I had such a romantic dinner with Lenny. And I was like, no, you didn't. Uh, by the pool. And unfortunately, during the main course, our nanny fell and broke her wrist. She's telling this to Alexia. We see that flashback one day earlier, which is where we la left off uh, at the end of last week's episode, where Lenny's like, you don't need an ambulance, Lisa. No, it's not what that's for. That's an abuse of the system. And Alexia goes, I'm happy you're having romantic dinners with Lisa, with Lenny. And Lisa's like, everyone go through ups and downs and now me and Lenny we're in an up phase and I'm like no you're not and <laughs> no you are not Adriana is telling Kiki that she has the perfect butt and um King we see now it's the birthday celebration King is eating uh his cake bone I just love I love watching a bunch of dogs sometimes on TikTok because I'm kind of a, back to addicted to it uh as I get 12 days into being off of Diet Coke, I'm more into TikTok now. So it's just like trade one thing for the other. But they have this live channel where you can just read dog, like look at dogs sleeping. And now that I say that out loud, that really comes off kind of eerie and creepy, but whatever. It's very cute. Uh, the goat is eating adult food off the trays. Lisa goes, hey, girls, we have to put our dog down today. Not the dog that's there. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if the dog was there and the dog heard it and was like, what? What is happening? Um, and Lars is like, I wouldn't have had King's birthday today if I knew that. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm struggling with having the pool party on Saturday. But you got to continue life. 
Jax, you know, the dog, Jax would want us to have a party. She says this multiple times this episode. Now, listen, our dogs love us. I don't think our dog, like our dogs aren't like, oh my God, I hope, I hope they have this party no matter what. Like Jax was there for all the crazy parties. Jax was there for all the, Jax was probably there when that fucking 25 year old that Lenny's dating now was there. You know, this dog has been like the, I don't think the dogs, you know, like Jax would want us to, Jax would want us to keep partying. Jax would want me to drink a lot. Um, we see doggy popsicles being brought out. Kiki in a talk, talking head is like, is this a, a, is it a popsicle or a testicle? How do you, I'm, I'm sucking, I'm sucking on a dog testicle. And the producer's like, no, you mean popsicle. And Kiki's like, oh, well, the, the testicle word sounds good. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Larza and Lisa go talk privately. Lisa in a talking head goes, I miss my friendship with Larza. I don't want to fight over petty bullshit like mortgages. And Larza goes, I miss our friendship, Lisa. You forgot I'm a really good friend to you. And you talk about my home that I worked hard for. And Lisa goes, I said what I said, you know, but like, you know, with the continuing of the conversation, you're all of a sudden pulling out financial documents about my finances. We cut to Alexia, Kiki and Julia. And Alexia's like, rehashing this shit isn't going to make progress with those ladies. (laughs) I turned Alexia into an old Jewish grandmother. I'll tell you what, it's not going to do anything. We cut to uh, Larza and a talking head goes, there has to be more going on with Lisa. She is, she is just so confrontational over a mortgage. And I will say Larza is right. Larza called it. Larza says, I want to get into a better path from this point on. Let's not things, let's not say things that are hurtful about each other. And Lisa goes, yeah, it's so stupid. It really is. And Larza goes, okay, we're not fighting. And then we see the dog pee on Lisa's Birkin. And Lisa's like, you asshole. All the dogs are peeing on things. It is just, everybody is peeing on everything. If I was there, I would start peeing on a purse. And Lisa goes, uh, you need, Lisa, you need to get your dog in check, Adriana says. We cut to more shots of the ocean, a Ferrari, just people walking, the Miami Beach sign. And Nicole is getting out of a Bentley, her Bentley, with Grace and her three-year-old son. They lay a picnic blanket down, and uh, her mom is coming to have a picnic with her. And they pop open a bottle of wine, even though they've both driven there. But they have nice cars. It's fine. And uh, they're eating stone crab in a, in a park. They have the, the mallet and her son. They're like, I want to, you know, but they're eating full on crab legs in a park. Like when I went up, like I would make sandwiches and like, you know, like park food. They're doing like stone crab and a nice bottle of bubbly. And Nicole's like, how's dad? And she's like, doing fine. We talked about your situation with him. And we get a flashback to her dad, Mike. Remember the drunken episode from last season? And that's been coming up in this season where she told him, maybe if you stop drinking. And he's like, ah, and, um. She goes, what, well, what did dad say? And he, he said, he goes, well, he said that he's always been there for you. And we see, we flash back to the mom having dinner, having lunch with her dad and expressing to the dad, I want you guys to have a healthy relationship. And he's like, there's nothing wrong. You shouldn't have to ask for that. I'm trying to do things right. You know, if, if right is not right for others, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And mom goes, I want, I want to try she wants to try to have you in your life and talking about Nicole. And he goes, you know, try harder then. I can change some things, but I can't change it all. It's as simple as that. Remember, he has a girlfriend that Nicole doesn't want around. 
And the mom says, he's willing to talk to you, Nicole, and see how to make it work. In a talking head, Nicole says, I've been resisting talking to him, but people have said, maybe I'm contributing to the problem. And we get a flashback to her husband saying that, Alexia saying that, like reminding her, yo, your parents aren't going to be around forever. You have to give them another chance. And Nicole goes, "I, I can't be so angry at him when I'm also to blame, which I think is very adult of her. Um... The mom says, he also told me at this stage in his life, his happiness comes first. He told me that if you don't want him to come over when you have a gathering, he won't come if he has his girlfriend. So this is going back and forth. And um, mom tells the dad in the flashback, don't bring her into your house. That girl, and he goes, that girl, you know, I've been with her for three years. Come on. And mom goes, you can't bring that girl. And this is so weird because the mom used to be married to this dude and has kids with this dude. And she's like, you know, your daughter doesn't want your girlfriend. Like She's okay with it, but Nicole isn't. Nicole says, what matters is his happiness. Of all, you know, of all his things are, are threatening, like he's threatening, like, oh, fuck off. That's what makes you happy? Fuck off, Nicole says. Uh, in a talking head, she goes, every time I try to work on my relationship with my dad, this crap happens. Um... So she goes, what's, what's the definition of stupid doing the same thing over and over again with the same, you know, with, with expecting different results. She goes, there's a definite, definite, there's a definite pattern of disappointment with my dad on his weekends. When I was a child, he would take my brother, but not me. He would take him to the Super Bowl, And she's like, I wanted to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I can take care of myself now, but I'm still his daughter. You know, what about me? But, you know, before pri- prioritizing his girlfriend. And listen, like this shows you, you know, we're all still those kids, no matter how old we get, we're all still those kids that we still remember these moments in our childhood that just stay with us, you know, because they just, they meant so much in that moment. You can just picture little Nicole going like, well, I wanted to go to the Super Bowl. Why can't I go to the Super Bowl? You know, um, the mom goes, at the end of the day, he's your dad. And she goes, he's a selfish idiot. That's what he is. We cut to a beach where at Lisa's good vibes party, uh, the day of, uh, we see all the housewives at their places. Uh, Julia is talking to her dog, Lulu. She's wiping blood all over her face. Nope. Actually it's raspberry. We cut to Nicole having glam put on, which is like a very decorative head wrap. And she's like, today's going to be a good day. We cut to Alexia talking to Marisol on the phone. She's like, Hey bro. Hey bro. I like how they call each other, bro. Hey bro. What's up, bro. Hey bro. And she's like, uh, let's hope today's no fights. Let's just peace and love. And Marisol, Marisol says, well, not like last year's at Gertie. No, we get a flashback of Marisol at that party last year going, let's play a game of who do you trust the least? I think I trust Nicole the least. And Lisa says in a talking head, I really struggle. I really have struggled with having this party because we just put Jax down. So this is the second time she's like, you know, and it's like, yeah, man, that's like fucking intense. We get a flashback to her son giving Jax the dog a hug, you know, kind of on his deathbed. We see a bag of McDonald's there, which I'm assuming they fed to the dog because the dog probably loves McDonald's. I can't even think about this shit because it makes me think someday, oh, I just can't. It just breaks my heart. You know, what is it about our animals? Like sometimes it's so hard to have feelings about people, but animals, you're just like, oh, <laughs> like I was like crying along with Lenny. Me and Lenny finally agreed on something. Uh, but uh, she goes, you know, we're going to send Jax. Jax is going to doggy heaven, like explaining this to her son. 
And uh, Lisa says, once again, Jax would have wanted this party to happen. Lenny uh, comes down to this party. He's in a tight button up showing off his weight loss and whatever we're calling the abs, I guess. And uh, and Lisa's like, no, Lenny, you got to go put on a pink shirt for me. The party is pink. And he's like, OK. And I'm like, dude, maybe now's not the time to be asking anything of Lisa. Um, and she goes, I love you, Lenny. Good job. And I'm like, this guy's getting patted on the back even before changing a shirt. Like, good job changing on a shirt, Lenny. Great. Uh, Lisa goes into the backyard and goes, oh, this looks amazing. I love it. Elle, her daughter, who is two years old, is jumping in the, uh, the cuddle house, which is just like a bouncy house. Do you, I always had this idea. What if, what if we did bouncy house hunters? You know, because you always see those bouncy houses in parks. You go out there on Sunday and just go through three bouncy houses and like... Have kids look at them and be like, I like this one. It's very jumpable. This one looks good, but on the inside, it's very dark. Uh, Lenny is changed into a pink salmon shirt. Um, and he goes outside and Lisa's like, Lenny, perfect timing. It's photo time. Let's take pics. In a talking head, Lisa goes, Lenny and I have different ideas of parties that we throw. I prefer to have familiar faces. Lenny prefers whores. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. Calm down. Lenny prefers sexy people, models, promoters, DJs. Lenny likes to party. And I'm like, dude, you are like the boob guy. The plastic, like you have a real, like whether, you know, you're still a doctor, even if it's just on boobs, you're successful at this. And like, at some point, the party's got to be over or the party moves to like your best friends. And like, that's, that was always the thing. Like I, it was like, I never liked going to bars by myself, but if I could go with my friend, Nick, if he invited, or if I could go with my friend, Patrick, or like, that was like things like, Oh, I'll go. Cause I want to hang out with you, you know? And these are just like random DJs and mo like, no way. Um, Lisa goes, put your arm around me, Lenny. <laughs> like you love me. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Fuck, Lisa, there's so many lines in this. So you're like, oh, Lisa, your heart breaks. We cut to Larza coming in with her friend, Zana. Adriana comes in. She's bringing in another olive branch. She's wearing Louboutin shoes. Julia and her friend Ella comes in. And Lisa says, you brought the good vibes. Thank you so much. Good vibes party. Nicole and her husband, uh, Anthony, they don't come in a car. They come in a boat. That's how rich they are. She's like, why not make an entrance? Everyone comes in a car. Why not arrive in a boat? And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's, yeah. Do they have, do they have boats that are made by Toyota Corolla? Like, then I'm down. Like, I can do that. Um, I, their life is just really fancy. Um, so Adriana says, I'm showing the girls today. I hope you're pleased. Like the boobs. She's like next to Lenny. <laughs> She's like, I'm showing the girls today. I hope you're pleased. And Lenny, who seems like he doesn't give a shit, he goes, lovely, lovely. Like a real creep. He goes, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Adriana says, Lenny is looking so good, Lisa. He lost so much weight. You must be proud. And she goes, yeah, the first time in his life, he's taking health and fitness so seriously. And it inspires me because I was starting to fall off. And, you know, Adriana's like, no, you weren't, girl. And I'm just like another thing of like, dude, he did this for another woman. Fuck Lenny. Alexia in a talking head goes, Lisa and Lenny's parties usually have hot people, not just people, uh, I actually mean girls. You know, it's girls with boobs, before boobs, want boobs, and they want to show them off. And Lisa says, how do I have this many hot friends in regards to all the girls that are there for her? Marisol in a talking head goes, Lenny's party, everyone. Everyone is, you know, in a G-string with pasties. 
it's not my vibe or Steve's vibe. That's her husband. So I skip it, you know? And I'm like, Marisol, come on. We want to see you in a G-string. Come on. Fresh coconut drinks are being made, you guys. Adriana lets us know that Terry, spelled T-H-I-E-R-R-Y, is at his mom's funeral. So that was the the date she brought a couple episodes ago. And Alexia's like, did you ask him if he's married yet? And she goes, no, I didn't ask him because his mom died. Because <laughs> that's not funny. But like, I didn't ask him because his mom died. And Alexia goes, well, I heard. And Adriana's like, who told you? And Alexia goes, well, I heard it from one of my friends. And Adriana says, Marisol. I know it was Marisol. And Alexia goes, I don't lie. It's Marisol. If anyone in the group is not li- a liar, it's me. You know, she didn't tell me to tell you at that point. She didn't know you were dating that guy. She just told me he was married. Adriana in a talking head goes, Marisol knows the dirt about everyone in Miami. It's very interesting. Marisol in a talking head goes, my fat doctor told me. I like how she calls her weight loss doctor a fat. My fat doctor. That can't be PC. Alexia goes, just ask him. Just ask him, Adriana. Mystic Michaela is there. I know Mystic Michaela, right? Is she is she like a Bravo person or has she been on the... Like... The name sounded so familiar, you guys. Um, Nicole goes, look at my sexy bear over there. And we see Anthony. He's like that, that big bushy beard. He's just laying out on a sun chair, fully clothed, just by himself. I, I would probably be like that if I was like super rich, just chill by myself. We are back in the bouncy house or the cuddle house. And Adriana says, did you bring Brad Pitt to cuddle with me in the cuddle house? Adriana is so horny, you guys. She is so horny. That is not a bad thing, but she truly is. She's always just like, is there dick around here? I would like some dick. Did you bring me dick? Did you bring me famous dick? What's going on with dick? We love dick. Dick, dick, dick. <laughs> she's totally upfront about it kiki comes in with her friend the pool by the way i do love their pool i hate lenny but i do love their pool nicole says um god this property is incredible the views are insane she's talking to alexia right now they're recapping the mom picnic and alexia goes well your dad is selfish and uh you know, Nicole's like, I wasn't expecting him to come back with this Bobby Chulo or what, you know, whatever that means. And Alexia says, this thing affects us, you know, how, how our parents treat us. And then we try not to pass it to our kids. My, um, Nicole says, my mom says, as much as you criticize your father, you're just like him. And Alexia says, I'm kind of like you, but I, you know, you want to know how it worked out for me? It didn't. She goes, nothing comes with a manual. That is so true. Life does not come with a manual. And if it did, I wasn't even in on that, or my parents didn't pay for my manual. Um, Lisa is inside putting a crystal over Lenny's head, and she's like, this will give your, you good vibes, babe. Do you feel good? And I'm like, Lenny's just like, yeah. Like, he just looks like he hates her. And she goes to her son, her little son, Logan, do you want some good vibes? And Logan is just playing a video game, so does not want good vibes. Outside, they ask Larza, are you dating anyone, girl? And Larza's like, no, I'm too picky. I'm used to certain things, really tall guys, and I don't want to date an athlete, and I got to switch it up. In a talking head, she goes, the things I feel like I ask for are things that I'm not, I would ask of myself as well. They're things I am, but also things that I'm not willing to give up. Kiki says, you can't say you don't want short arms because you don't know. I love that Kiki, the example is short arms. Short arms. (laughs) Larsa goes, I'm cute. I'm fun. I'm smart. I'm pretty. I'm funny. 
but I feel like no one likes me. God, if that isn't a t-shirt you got, it's a long t-shirt, but it's a t-shirt. Like, I feel like we should all say this in the mirror before we go. I'm like, what is that? The, the, the help you, you use good, you smart. Like I'm cute. I'm fun. I'm smart. I'm pretty. I'm funny. Everyone loves me. <laughs> That's like your motivation in the morning. Alexia goes, you can have it all, Larza. Larza and talking head goes, there's not a guy that is all that. They don't exist unless you're Michael Jordan's son. Kiki goes, a model would be nice. And Larza goes, yeah, a really good looking guy. I could never get mad at him because, you know, I would look and he'd be really good looking. Anthony asks Alexia, hey, where's Todd? And Alexia goes, well, I was told this was an all-girl thing, so he stayed home. <laughs> Do you notice Anthony wasn't hanging out with Lenny? I thought that was very telling. Like, does Anthony think Lenny's trashy? I was kind of curious about that, weren't you? Uh, we cut to Lisa in the cuddle house, and she's all the girls are in there with her. And she goes, last night I did something very hard, me and Lenny. And I had to say, we had to say goodbye to our boxer jacks. And I didn't want to cancel this because Jax would have wanted this. Happiest dog in the world. Once again, says how, like, now I'm starting to worry that the dog just partied too hard. Like, was this dog just a partier? But once again, you know, say, okay, there, you know, he's in doggy heaven. And Lisa's like, last night was hard for Lenny. He was crying so much. And we get a flashback of the scene. Lenny is crying. Lisa hugs Lenny. Um, and poor Jax, the dog is just sitting there. just. <sighs> and she asks Lenny, do you want to spend some time with him? And he's like, no, no. I just hate this. And Lisa tells all the women, Lenny is a very, he has a very sensitive side and he's shy and it's hard to express his emotions unless you're a 25 year old. Uh, Lisa goes, when I came into this group, I think it's so beneath us to fight. Life is so short and it can be taking you from you in a second. I want us to reflect and go on a trip to the Florida Keys. <laughs> I love how she, you know what? Life is so short. Let's go to the Florida Keys. A trip is always good for the soul. Are you guys in? And all the, yeah, we're in, we're in. And Elle, the little daughter is bouncing. We cut to Mystic Michaela to Larza. And Mystic Michaela's like, you have a purple aura. You're intuitive. You're always waiting to react until you see how people react to you. And Larza's like, oh my God, that is exactly how I am. We cut to Lenny, who is now with his his buddy Vito or v, uh, whatever his name was. And uh, Lisa comes in and goes, Lenny, are you joining the party or not? And he's like, ah. Uh. And uh, the friend asks Lisa, hey, is there any single ladies out there? And Lisa goes, so many. We cut to Julia and Nicole. And Nicole says, I feel like you're off lately, Julia. You're off. What's happening? And Julia's like, I'm trying. I'm turning in circles. I, I, I hear, I, I, you know, I hear things from Martina. I'm not as kind. I'm not as nice. I'm not as affectionate. And she told me, if you're going to be like this, I will leave you. I don't know if she legitimately said it like that, but that's how Julia perceived it. And um, Nicole's like, what is it that she wants that you're not providing? Well, she's telling me weekly I'm not affectionate. I need my girls. I need my girls. I hate that we're alone in this house. I wanted to have more kids, which is, you know, and she didn't, which is her right. But I wanted to have more kids. I hate empty houses. I do feel for Julia, you guys. And Nicole goes, you're having a hard time adjusting to an, being an empty nester. And she's like, yeah, I don't even, like, I'll never be okay with it. I'll never. Nicole in a talking head goes, you can't take Martina for granted. You got to ask how her day is. And Nicole goes, well, yeah, Anthony, he calls me a ball buster. And this is Adriana walks in on this conversation. And Nicole says, you know, your, your partner doesn't see 
the things you do. You're speaking two different languages right now. Relationships take work. You have to make a conscious choice to commit. And Adriana says, you know, like a plant, if you don't, if you don't feed it, it's going to die. I mean, that's true. Adriana's right. Uh, Lisa is just roaming the house. She's like, oh my God, it's only 3.30. Julia back out there is telling Adriana, I'm trying not to be a sour face. You know, I've been devoted my whole life. Uh, no, I've been derooted my whole life. I want to have people I love next to me my whole life. And she's crying now, real tears. This is like really intense. Adriana hugs her. Lisa walks up and goes, what's happening? And, uh... Julia's like, I'm sorry, you were relating earlier what, you know, your dog died. My dog just died six months ago. My dog, Sasha. And Lisa hugs her and um, she goes, Martina says I'm not a nice partner right now. I'm too wrapped up in, in, you know, like now I'm wrapped up in my farm, you know. And she says, you can't have a romantic dinner with me because, you know, you." Uh, she goes, like, I can't have a romantic dinner with Martina because, you know, Lisa, you can have a romantic dinner because you have two kids that are waiting for you when you come back from that romantic dinner. But now it's just me and Martina, which is so sad because that's just, it's just a sad way to look at things. And Lisa says... Lindy and I have been, we've had her ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster. And I'm like, yeah, it really has. We stuck it out though, because we know the grass is not greener on the other side. In fact, Lindy's mom said something important at our wedding. Uh, she said, you know, we Hochsteins, we never divorce, we stick it out. And I'm like, Lisa, X nay on the comments. Like, stop doing this. Adriana's like, well, praise Marina, the mother. And uh, we see Lenny with his buddy, and the buddy's like, oh, that's a good wine. You want to uncork it? Let's do it. And the buddy's like, oh, Lenny, is Jackson? And Lenny's like, yeah. And they hug, you know, as men do. Like, men are emotional when talking about animals, just not about people. And uh, Vito goes, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And Lenny's like, he was going to turn nine in two weeks. And Vito's like, oh, you had to put him down. Yeah. And the camera is there, but the camera is now awkwardly kind of walking back. So it's like, kind of like, okay, I'll give you your space, but they're still mic'd up. So the camera moves away from them, turns away, but they're still mic'd. And, um, Vito goes, yeah, well, you listen, the, the, the past few weeks, man, I'm, I'm, I think I'm officially single. And Lenny goes, I might be single as well. They're whispering. And Vito goes, yeah, I heard some things. And, uh. What, what happened? And Lenny's like, well, same thing. You know, she gets to do whatever she wants. I have to work all the time. She goes out whenever. I have to go to work and then come home. She gets to do whatever she wants. And he goes, I don't want to see that happen to you guys. And Lenny goes, I do. <laughs> uh, and then Vito's like, yo, is he hearing us? And he doesn't mean the camera guy. He means the son that's playing video games. He's like, no, he's playing a game. No, 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 no. And uh, then Vito goes, are you still sleeping with Lisa? And Lenny's like, no, no, because uh, you want to know why? Because I would actually be cheating on the person I do love. And I'm like, fuck. And Vito's like, does she know? And he goes, no, no, no. He does that deep. No, no, no. Nobody knows. Nobody then Vito, you know, never having filmed a reality show at all, goes, hey, you're not still mic'd, are you? And he goes, no, no, I am, I am. 
Why do you think I'm whispering, huh? Why do you think I'm whispering? And we see the shots of the ocean. <laughs> it's so fucking dark, you guys. That is the end of the episode. Oh my god, it's horrible. You mother, the, these dude and oh, hot mics. I mean, anybody with a hot mic. But Lenny, you fuck nut. Like, I almost feel like you did that on purpose. And I almost want to believe you did that on purpose because I'm like, how dumb are you? And I want to, like, obviously you're dumb. But you're not dumb-dumb. So did you do that on purpose? I'm so curious. And also, just stop. You're not going to win us over, Lenny. Like, I'm sorry, dude. You're not. Maybe you'll win over, like, the plastic surgeon boob doctors of America. But you're not going to win over Bravo fans. Just take the L. And the L means, like, kind of ruining your family, in a sense. And I'm not saying that you stay with Lisa. But the way you did it is fucking dumb. Anywho, you guys, that was... We had a flipping great week of episodes. Five awesome episodes, more episodes on the Patreon, uh, great, <laughs> great content on the Instagram, good content on the YouTube. Uh, it has been a long week and I hope you guys have the best week ever, best weekend ever. Remember, drink something good, eat something great, take a nap, go hike, go do some exercise, hang out with your family. Don't hang out with your family, hang out with yourself, watch something good on TV, listen to music, go to a concert. The weekend is yours. If you want to just sit on your coal mining ass all weekend, I'm totally in support of it. I'll see you bright and early on Monday. I uh, love you guys. Bye. Recording stopped. Betches.